This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by legendary baseball broadcaster Pat Hughes and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is April 18th, 2019, and this is Thursday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On The Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. Let's go. Yesterday afternoon, Tim Anderson gave the White Sox a 2-0 lead in the bottom of the fourth on a fastball hit 418 feet to left field. The 25-year-old turned back to his own dugout, tossed the bat, and celebrated during his trip around the bases. You know, something that every basketball player does after a dunk, a deep three-pointer, or a bucket and a foul. And the same thing most receivers do after converting a pivotal first play or a massive sack on the quarterback. First of all, that bat flip was pretty good. It was for the White Sox dugout. It was for Tim Anderson. That should be the end of it. But of course, it isn't. And this was unfortunately to be expected. Royals pitcher Brad Keller proceeded to hit Anderson with the first pitch of the sixth inning. The bench is cleared, as always, for some unexplained stupid reason, and then we see grown men acting overdramatic and just staring at each other while they scratch their gut. Both managers, Rick Renteria and Royals' Ted Yost, started going at it as well. Two people not even involved. And yes, I get it. They are sticking up for their guy. Well, actually, I don't get it. That comment makes zero sense to me. Ball players can take care of themselves, in my opinion. I will never understand why being happy and excited for doing something for your team, hitting a home run, is trumped by supporting a pitcher's feelings of being angry and upset because he was unable to do something, getting a guy out. That seems to be a weird exchange for me, something that makes no sense when celebrating a victory. After the game, Anderson said he wouldn't do anything differently based upon the Royals' reaction. The fans paid their hard-earned money to come and see a show, so why not give them one? Royals pitcher Brad Keller says he didn't see or hear anything Tim Anderson did or said after his homer or getting hit by the pitch. This is what he has to say. The ball got away from me. Okay, it's hard to prove intent, and it's a little harder to believe that during Anderson's next at bat, on the first pitch, is when a pitch gets away. It's possible, just not probable. Anderson, for some strange reason, Keller, Renteria, and Royals pitching coach Dale Sveum were all ejected by umpire Joe West. Now, I'm in support of let the kids play, but everyone has to be on board with it. That includes the older managers, the obnoxious broadcasters, I'm referring to the Royals coverage in which the men behind the mics actually seem like they were defending Keller's actions, and the umpires. Until everyone is on the same page, nothing will be resolved. Phrases such as, that's Bush League, and act like you've been there before, are antiquated. Things people just say because the generation before them said it, or they read it somewhere. It's like that kid in class that acts like he knows something, but then later on you found out that he just learned it in the class before. Celebrate your victories in baseball. Don't make it personal. A batter gets the best of you, strike the next one out, and do a backflip. Twins minor league pitcher Dustin Knight does it, and Ozzie Smith pulled off some gold medal gymnastic moves himself. In conclusion, no one should have been upset, 
No one should have jogged in from the bullpen. No one should have left the dugout. And no one should have been thrown. According to ESPN, Boston Red Sox pitcher David Price thinks Major League Baseball made a mistake by having just 10 games Monday on Jackie Robinson Day. He has this to say. Hey, at MLB, every year on April 15th, we celebrate Jackie Robinson's day. Everyone plays on that day next year. Deal? No one should have an off day, let alone 10 teams. African-American players dropped from 18% of the majors in 1991 to 7.7% in 2017, then rose back up to 8.4% in 2018, according to the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sport at Central Florida. It seems that Price wants to be a forerunner for increasing the amount of African-Americans in baseball, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a good thing. IL updates. According to Bleacher Report, Yankees pitcher Luis Severino won't be returning anytime soon. Last week, I reported that Severino was having an MRI to determine the severity of his lat injury. Yankees reporter for the Athletic, Lindsey Adler, says that Severino felt the shoulder pain and the lat pain at the same time. He is doing lower body work now, but won't do baseball activities for at least another five weeks. He was originally expected to return sometime in May, but the new findings suggest he will be out until at least June at the earliest. The Cardinals announced that Harrison Batter will be heading to the 10-day IL with a hamstring strain. Batter will be sidelined until at least April 23rd, and there is no indication as to how significant his injury is. Tigers pitcher Matt Moore has gone from 10-day IL to 2019 season injured list. Back on April 8th, I reported that Matt Moore had been placed on the 10-day injured list for a right knee sprain. According to MLB trade rumor, Moore's injury was going to be handled by a common procedure to address a meniscus tear but it has obviously turned into something much more. The change in plans is not yet known, but it's obvious that they weren't expected. The Braves have announced that closer Arotis Vizcaino has undergone season-ending shoulder surgery. The procedure involved a labrum cleanup and the removal of scar tissue. I know that procedure all too well. MLB Trade Rumor reports that this may be the end of Vizcaino's tenure in Atlanta. He has served his time and will be able to qualify for free agency next year. According to the score.com, Red Sox second baseman Dustin Pedroia left yesterday's game against the Yankees with only one at bat due to left knee discomfort. This is concerning. Alex Cora said that Pedroia felt something weird during one of his swings and will stay in New York to be examined by doctors. It appears that Sue Wei Lin will get the call up from Paul Tuckett to play second since Brockholt is still on the injured list and not ready to fill in. I feel that Dustin's days in baseball are numbered. I remember when Orioles' second baseman, Brian Roberts, just couldn't stay off the injured list, and he slowly faded away. Could this be Pedroia's fate sooner rather than later? Do we all get to bring out our pitchforks and head for Machado's house in San Diego? Quick takes. Houston Astros general manager Jeff Lanau told SportsCenter Mexico, this is very important for me, referring specifically to his team playing the Angels in Monterey on May 4th and 5th. It's very exciting to be able to go to Mexico as the general manager of a major league team and hopefully in the future, we will have a team in the league, either in Monterey, in Mexico City, or in Guadalajara. That's the idea of Major League Baseball, and for us, is to have this on a regular basis. Until one day, we have a team in Mexico. There are a lot of fans and a lot of good players in Mexico. It's a great opportunity for the league and also for the country. Now, I can see a team in Mexico. It's not too different from traveling to Toronto or Montreal when the Expos were there. But England and Europe may be too much of a stretch, but then again... My geographical skills have always been piss poor. The MLB is looking to expand in the near future. I think we all know that. And my current town of Raleigh, North Carolina, wants to be at the forefront of that expansion. They launched a campaign earlier this year 
proposing the idea that Raleigh is a prime spot for a future MLB franchise. Many scoff at this idea, but they are determined. For more information, check out MLBRaleigh.com. As we all know, Chris Sale got roughed up again Tuesday night, giving him four losses in his first four starts. Sale has told reporters that I just flat out stink right now. His manager seems to be a little more optimistic. Alex Cora has this to say about a starter. I'm not going to be surprised if in his next outing, he's right where we need him to be. I think stuff-wise, if you compare it to the first three, the velocity was there and the slider was better today. I think he's very close to the quote-unquote real Chris Sale. Not too sure about this one. I get it. Optimism is more beneficial than pessimism in this instance, of course. But do we really think a manager would constantly harp that his pitcher stinks and that he is garbage and should take up quilting instead? No, Cora is doing what managers do, covering for his player. Only time will tell if Cora really sees something that others don't. And I jinxed it. Daniel Palka singled to left field last night in the seventh inning as a pinch hitter to end his hitless streak. It is no longer a threat to Chris Davis. You're welcome, Davis. I expect a check in the mail in 30 days. Can you imagine what a tiny check from Davis would look like? I mean, not, not a literal tiny check because the bank wouldn't accept that, but I mean a small amount, a percentage of a percent. It's just something to think about. According to Yahoo Sports, in 13 major league seasons, Joey Votto has caught his fair share of pop-ups as a Cincinnati Reds first baseman. Amazingly, though, through the first 6,828 plate appearances of his MLB career, he had never once hit a pop-up that was caught by his counterpart. That all changed last night. Votto popped up to first baseman Cody Bellinger in foul territory, and it only took 1,592 games to do it. That's just under 10 seasons. This would be a ridiculous stat if popping up to first base was a rare occurrence like an unassisted triple play or an airless or misplayed inside the park home run. But for something so common, this is interesting indeed. And the fact that we are talking about it, well, just shows how slow the day was in regard to baseball news yesterday. The Score.com reports that Rays outfielder Tommy Pham saw his on-base streak end at a franchise record 48 games when he failed to reach during the Rays' 8-1 win over the Baltimore Orioles on Wednesday. His 48-game on-base streak shattered the previous Rays record uh, set by Johnny Damon in 2011, completely forgot he played for them, by 10 games. It also ties Joey Votto's in 2013 and Mike Trout's in 2015 for the fourth longest of the decade, according to Baseball Reference. Baseball's longest active on-base streak now belongs to New York Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt at 28 straight games. The Mariners' season-opening home run streak ended yesterday at 20 at the hands of Cleveland's Carlos Carrasco. He pitched seven innings of shutout baseball with 12 strikeouts. More importantly, the Mariners are 4-6 and six in their last 10 games while losing those six games in a row. They have slipped into second place in the AL West, only leading the 10-7 and seven Rangers by one and a half games. And, and during this six-game skid, Mariners batters have struck out 72 times. Sounds a lot like me in college. And finally, Bob Nightingale of USA Today Sports noted on Wednesday afternoon, the Phillies' attendance is up almost 12,000 fans per game on average this season compared to last year. After yesterday's win, the Phillies now sit at 11-6, owning the best record in the National League. Yes, signing big stars is good for business, but it's also good for winning. Well, that's it for me today. This has been Thursday's edition of On the Hop News. And please remember, as a nation, we are dedicated to keeping physically fit and parking as close to the stadium as possible. It's time for breakfast. <laughs>